just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 15 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 15. Suddenly, everything has changed. Luke, you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Dude, did you hear that? We're media. So welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night. So it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is season one episode 15 suddenly everything has changed dom we're here how are you my friend i am very well how are you i'm great excellent i'm great (laughs) we're here it's a tuesday morning I can't believe we're at episode 15 already. So quick. It's happened so fast. <laughs> I mean, so for the listeners may not be aware, but we have been recording the last sort of five or so in quite quick succession, uh, more than we usually record once a week, but faster than that because we're prepping to have a month's break um, for this my Simba moment of a child being born. Um and but we want to be able to keep the podcast you know being released without there being any interruption so uh so i think to us is what it's it's been nice because we've been able to watch one tree hill more frequently but what's not going to be nice is then suddenly having like a month's break of no one tree Hill. yeah and then having to get back into it like recap and watch as much of it as possible again and then watch the next current episode yeah oh gosh i hadn't, I hadn't really considered that he's scared <laughs> you don't want a month off do I you i want a break <laughs> i'll quit my job you can... <laughs> to help look after the baby so we can podcast absolutely perfect <laughs> live perfect. in nanny okay great i'm with it <laughs> have a little mic set up in the garage i only need a bit of food it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay well um a few a few things First, we have some new patrons, Dom, on our Patreon. <laughs> so we will talk about the details of our Patreon uh, later and let you know all about that. But we do have some people that have signed up and some people that we would like to shout out. So thank you so much to Amelia. Amelia is part of our junior varsity team. Amelia, we're looking forward to receiving your 90s movie for The Will, and thank you so much for your support. It's really appreciated. Thank you so much, Amelia. It's great to have you on board, and welcome to The Ravens. And Sophie on our varsity team. So, Sophie, you were able to choose a 90s movie and a non-90s movie from any year for us to cover on The Mighty 90s. Thank you so much for your support, Sophie. It really means uh, the world to us. Uh, so thank you so much. Sophie, you just became a raven. <laughs> like, you're like knighting people. <laughs> if they're, if they're official. I love it. Alicia 
is on our junior varsity team. Alicia, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, it makes it all worthwhile to know that people are out there that are enjoying uh, the podcast and engaging with it. So thank you so much for being part of our team. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. And it's it's great to have you on board as well. So we're media. You've got to tell her that she's just become a raven now. You've, this is your thing. You've just become a raven. Yeah, but I, but I would like to say it with more authority. Alicia, you've just become a raven. Yeah, and a bit more bass in your voice. You've just become a raven. Excellent. Uh, we also have Elisha with an E. We've got Alisha and Elisha. And and Elisha is also on the junior varsity team. So we're going to have to make sure you have, you know, distinguishable jersey numbers, you know, so we know, you know. <laughs> Three and 23. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alisha and Elisha will let you guys work that one out. Who's going to be, who's going to get the Lucas number? Who's going to get the Nathan number? Uh, Alicia, thank you so much. It is really appreciated. Dom, what has Alicia just become? Alicia, you've just become a raven. And last but not least, Ash. Ash, thank you so much. You are also on our junior varsity team. We really appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much. What has Ash become, Dom? Ash, you've just become a raven. Let's get it. (laughs) I love it. So thank you to our patrons. And welcome. And welcome. And welcome. To the rest of our Ravens team, Emily, Matthew, Hannah, Alice, Alicia, Sangeeta, thank you all so, so much. It really means everything to us. Um, So we really appreciate your support. You are all Ravens along with us. And uh, yeah, we're we're just so grateful. So thank you so much. At the end of every podcast, when we do Ravens on three, one, two, three, I picture all of them with us going ravens all in are you picturing everyone are we are we all wearing the white ravens jerseys or the or the away kit we're all in the home kit of course okay because this is where home is absolutely where everything's safe yeah and everything's good and we're all ravens excellent so patrons at the end you are entitled and expected to say to shout ravens with us at the end listeners also you also can do this. <laughs> this isn't exclusive to patrons. Like I said, we appreciate any level of support uh, from you. You know, just listening is support, uh, and we're just incredibly grateful for for all of you. So thank you. So Dom, this was an interesting episode. Uh, I've got some things to talk about on my Instagram and other things that people have reached out on, but let's do that at the end. Okay. Uh, so. Where would you like to begin with episode 15? Should we start with Lucas? Okay. Um, because he has quite a journey in this episode. He does. It's very, uh, it's a bit unbalanced this episode in terms of like screen time. Like it's very centric around Lucas. And we haven't had an episode like this for a while. Do you remember there was an episode quite early on where um he performed poorly in the first game and then he's thinking about just giving it all up and that was a very lucas centric episode that was the one where that's the your art matters episode um where he comes back and he's like your art matters that's what got me here i felt like this episode had a lot of synergy with that one of it being very focused around him that's a good way of seeing it i i'd kind of seen it as quite a lucas centric episode because it's about his 
recovery and then the the stories of everyone else around him it's kind of how um he's impacted on everyone else isn't it or, yeah. or the effect of his accident and how that has impacted on everyone else and particularly karen yeah so she's in it actually a lot more than than i was expecting i think this is one of the episodes where she's in it you know the most for her character yeah so you look at all the previous episodes as we watched barring the six that she was missing um she's in this on screen for a lot longer than any of the other episodes it's actually quite nice to see her more yeah because I, th- I actually enjoyed it a bit more with her around she brings that gravity back doesn't she of sort of um anchoring and reminding that these people have parents and things well, and well yeah it's just a hard-hitting parenthood isn't it yeah she's just like smashing people back down to earth but yeah it was it was a it was an okay episode this one i'm yeah. putting that out there early okay <laughs> okay i'm not gonna get any arguments from me dominic <laughs> don't believe you so um okay so where does lucas begin he begins in hospital doesn't he it's like asking the doctor about what his recovery time is going to be like for basketball um you put out there a little bit of a spoiler of um how you feel about this episode i'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler of how i think about uh lucas in this episode this whole episode i just think you're a little prick um and you need to watch your mouth (laughs) i was not expecting that from you today yeah he really he really anchored me in this episode oh okay yeah i that's a surprise i'm actually really surprised that you feel that way about him really in this episode yeah or in general both in general because i know how much he means to you (laughs) as a character and the actor yeah um i'm glad that you put them as separate distinctions because they are yeah and, and they do um and also because as much as he was there were moments of him being rude, particularly to Karen, and he was quite difficult, and the whole issue with Brooke and stuff like that. And we know my feelings on Brooke. We do. I actually didn't have that much of an issue with Lucas in this episode. Really? I, I'm not as much as what you seem to be having. I just think that he's so selfish in this episode. I, I would agree there's, there's a lot of selfishness there. It's for so many reasons. I mean, like, as in his mum saying, you need to rest. You need to rest... In, in bed going get, gets up and goes out gets up goes out um the way that he treated brooke is disgraceful like even if he doesn't want to be with her romantically he doesn't need to treat her that way hmm. you know he could at least they could be friends and they they get along you know but she says later on he all he wants to be his friends how how do you do that that's something i want to bring up later on because i want to talk about another character in that scene mm. <laughs> is it Haley with the new hair it's Haley with the new hair and the new outfit mm. her hair's yeah she did get a new outfit her hair's darker now isn't it that's it was darker from the last episode right 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 i mentioned that last week and said oh it's she's changed her hair so you can tell it's not rolling it that's where the mid-season break was yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haley and Nathan though still MVPing it. We're going all over the place. I'm sorry, but I I just well let's let's talk about him. So so in the hospital he's trying to open the drawer, isn't he? And Karen it. comes in. That's like where it begins. He's like, "What are you doing? You're gonna rip a stitch out." And he's like, "I'm just opening a drawer." 
And she's like, well, you can't do that yet. You know, you need to take it easy, take your time. What, what is it you need from the drawer? Is that all the book that Keith got me? Still unopened. Still unopened. Hmm. What? Not, what? Su- not sure what, how to read into that. Well, obviously he can't. It's still wrapped. But... He, I... <laughs> well, I guess, what do you mean? Is in that he hasn't like, even opened it. Why has he not so opened it? Yeah. He's been like, not well. Yeah, but he's been lying there doing nothing. Okay. How long has he been there for, do we think? A couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days. But either, either way, anyway, Karen sort of gives him the book but doesn't say anything. And actually, that, that this line right at the beginning I thought was really important. Really, really important. Because, uh, And I'm going to paraphrase because I didn't write it down. But he says, uh, Dan does one thing right and it's kind of like all is forgiven. Keith does one thing wrong and he's like... Banished or whatever. Yeah, something, the yeah. biggest piece of shit you've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> so how's that fair? Yeah. And I actually thought that was a really good point. From, from the get-go, Lucas has made a really good point here. Yeah. And that Dan has abandoned them his whole life. Yeah. And has made Karen feel like crap and has made him feel like crap on previous episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, said, you know, wish he'd never been born and, you know, he was a mistake and this, that mm-hmm. and the other. And Keith does one thing wrong. Yes, fair enough. It nearly killed her only child that she's cared for and loved for all these years. But... It was one mistake in that he was, you know, so excited and nervous about Karen coming back and he's made this error. Yes, difficult to forgive, but there has to be a moment where that is forgiven, surely. And he wasn't drunk. I know it's not an excuse, but he wasn't, like, wasted. Yeah, exactly. He he had a couple of beers, and I, I never do it. I don't like even having one if I'm driving, so I never will. I'll always have... A soft drink. Just on the record. Just on the record. So, but part, some people do. A lot of people do. They'll go out for one or have two and they'll be fine. And it makes no difference. The, the two the two is where it gets dicey, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Anything over that, it's a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Um, And he was just under the legal limit, according to the police officer, and a couple of episodes ago. So he didn't break the law. And, you, you know, Lucas recognises that he wasn't drunk... Keith said he wasn't drunk. So, so well, actually, hang on. Can we just take it a step back? He was under the legal limit. So, so is there a problem? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Is there, in the eyes of the law, he didn't do anything wrong? Like they, it, Other it, than turn into an oncoming traffic. Okay. <laughs> that, yes, he did that wrong. But what's to say that he wouldn't have done that if he... Hadn't had a drink. Because in the eyes of the law, he was within the same realms of you know consciousness or whatever the words are healthy soberness as he would have been if he'd drunk nothing like they're 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 distinguishing it as it's a black and white here's the marker if you're above the marker you you are ineligible to drive if you're below you can he was below so is there is there an issue there I, i i'm not saying that that's what I believe. I'm just putting it out there hypothetically. From like a legal perspective. From, any... from, a, from a legal perspective, there's no issues there. Right, he, so what's her... What's he's her... made an error in judgment in driving, which okay. happens hundreds of thousands of times a day across the world. Right. I mean, like I've, I've hit like curbs and things um, and, you know, not had any alcohol at all. Um, but we we make mistakes sometimes you know when driving it happens um 
it's just it's i get her i can see her standpoint it's a difficult one because he was he wasn't drunk i don't know it wasn't very clear as to why he made the error you know if it was clearer that his lapse in judgment would have been different if he hadn't had the alcohol then it would have been it'd be easier to be mad at him you know well he's talking to lucas it's like talking to him the whole time and and then he looks at lucas to say oh you know quite it basically talks about being excited doesn't he about you know going to get karen and this that and the other and then i think he sees dan he sees Dan stopped at the crossroads as well. That throws him off maybe because it's like he's about to start a life with Dan's son and with Dan's, you know, ex. ex. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then that's what makes him pull out in front. So you think that would have happened regardless as to whether he was had a, had a beer or not? Yeah, potentially because he was having kind of a chat with Lucas and then sees Dan, he's a bit thrown off. It's easily done, isn't it? You sort mm. of forget yourself a little bit and you just go rather than focusing entirely on the road. But that arrow that pointed was red. I don't know what that means. I don't get it either. <laughs> All right, American, North American listeners, please reach out and let us know what what does the red arrow mean? We don't have them here. Does that mean he shouldn't have gone or should he have gone? He must not have been, he must have not supposed to have gone. He must have been at fault, yeah. It must have been saying, don't turn left, it's red because this traffic is about to go there. Yeah. But, but we need confirmation. But we want confirmation. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so he gets the book, he has that point with Karen, what happens next? He asks the doctor about recovery. Yeah, he seems very worried about basketball. Uh, he needs quite a few months of physio. She's like not giving him a definite answer because obviously she can't the doctor i mean so she's like mm, I, I don't know you know recovery could be good but it could be bad it's going to be a lot of physio yeah it's not looking too hopeful at the moment but you need to rest kind of thing yeah then we move on to home he gets home let's go straight to there and he opens his door and the lovely brook is a ray, a ray of sunshine in that room am i right absolutely in any room yeah. Is waiting for him. She's feng shuied his room. Because it promotes healing. Yeah. What a lovely thing to do. Very nice. I was worried though, like, oh God, you've moved my bed. You found those socks. <laughs> you found the magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that they're all these porno magazines, but over the top of the porn stars, he's cut out pictures of Peyton's head and stuck oh, them on. <laughs> <laughs> his art matters um... <laughs> <laughs> oh god so much to say about the webcam and stuff later as well <laughs> so much wrong with this but anyway um something that she said that just really rubs the salt in the wound is welcome home boyfriend on oh, the weird little kiss in front of karen again yeah at least he's conscious this time but <laughs> It was just a bit awkward, wasn't it? Just stop doing it, Brooke. Just stop touching him. Yeah, just give him a little hug or something and just move on from there. Wait till the door shut. It's a very, like, salacious, seductive kind of, like, like, welcome home, boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> breath. Sorry, am I doing it don't, to you? Don't did look I, at me with those eyes. Did I seduce you just <laughs> I think you did. Welcome home, boyfriend. <laughs> and, and 
you know, he's worried about the magazines, <laughs> what she's unearthed, and all this stuff. Um, also, how did she get in through his external door? Apparently, they don't close doors, like lock them. Yeah. Maybe they don't need to. One tree hill, uh, tree hill is probably a very safe place. Yeah. Okay. Very low crime rate. Would you like to live in Tree Hill? Actually, the only police officer we've seen is the one that was going to breathalyze Keith. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lucky guy, your husband. Um, would you want to live in Tree Hill? Sure. No, like, as in, do you like it aesthetically? Do you think it looks... Seems like a nice place. Nice houses. Yeah. Nice coffee shops. Whose house would you live in, Dan's? Uh, the beach house. Maybe. I would like I'm to really know... seeing anyone else's house. I'd I'd live next door to Whitey. Okay. Oh, we saw Whitey's house. Yeah. He's on his porch. Keith was a bad paperboy. I would like to. I'd love a map of Tree Hill. I'd like to know how how far a drive out is the beach house, and how far is the beach from where where they are. Is that like a twenty minute thing, or is that like a five minute thing? You know, in real life, you wouldn't know, but you will know when we go to Wilmington. <laughs> it's happening. Um, that the house that they used for Peyton's house, the actual house, is actually across the road from I can't remember. It's either Lucas's house or Haley's house or maybe Brooke's house. Sorry, one of them. You see them all as over time, but they're actually just across the street from each other. But in the show, in real life, but in the show, they're meant to be, you know, not dotted about. Yeah, dotted yeah. about. Yeah. But I would like to get some... I'd like to know. There must be one online or something like that. A map? Yeah, a map of Tree Hill. Okay, we'll find out. If anyone knows of a map or has mapped this out, let us know. We want to know these coordinates. We want to know how far these drives are. Yeah. Um, So it's very sad. Brooke's there and it's... Well, it's, it's nice that she's come in and done this nice thing for her boyfriend... Yeah, and Karen is like, okay, I leave you to do it, but you need to rest, so it's not gonna, you can't be here for long. She's very yeah. quite stern in this episode, isn't she, Karen? It was fair enough, though. Yeah, I mean, and she's warmed up to Brooke. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of had that little bond with her over his comatose body. Dead at one point. It was. Can we talk about his soul patch? It's still there. It's still there, but as you'd said in the previous episode, I think you said it's it has been trimmed. Oh yes. Now are we thinking <laughs> <laughs> Are we thinking that's been trimmed with scissors or like some sort of clippers with like a setting? I think clippers. I think either Brooke or Karen has done it while he's asleep. Just gone get it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's stinking up the room. Let's chop this down. It smells damp. Wafting. <laughs> it smells Mil- damp. Mildew. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> it smells like Peyton. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Betrayal. Oh, God. Disgusting. Oh, God. <laughs> Just imagine being like, oh, some of this hair isn't attached. Oh, oh. <laughs> his hair colour let's <laughs> 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 uh, we move on very quickly we, we have to take that out probably and we'll take what, all of it or just I hope bit? not but probably okay. you can have to check with your wife 
I'm pretty sure she will say to take it all down. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, and then he pretty much straight away goes into breaking up with her, just breaking her heart. Just straight straight on into it. Yeah. He, he does look genuinely quite hurt about it, but it's... What, what annoys me the most is that he doesn't say, look, I realised at the point of having this accident that... Um, that there's someone else that I I think I need to be with, and they're the one that I thought of when I when I got up and and stuff like that. And I I don't want to break your heart or upset you or anything like that, which I know I'm going to do. But this person means so much to me, and unfortunately, it's it's not you. That yeah, I mean that's a really that'd be a really mature way of handling it. I guess we do have to just remember, and I'm saying this to myself because I was being harsh on him um, throughout watching this, and you know I already said at the beginning of this podcast. But I just have to remember that teenagers are incredibly selfish. Like, as in, I as a teenager was incredibly selfish, um, and you don't. I mean, some some aren't, mm. but. Um, all I can say is my own experience and I know that I, I was um, and that's something that you kind of can learn as you get older and the humility and how your actions are affecting other people um, so I will give him the grace of being a teenager um, but it is still it's like we said in other episodes it doesn't mean it's any easier to watch you know it's still hard to watch because we're not teenagers now so it's like, oh, like you just said, you can don't need to do it that way. Just explain, just be honest, mm. but be mindful of how you're delivering that information. Yeah, it's still gonna it's gonna hurt no matter what, no matter what you say, no matter how you say it. Really, it's still gonna hurt. It's gonna have an impact, but there's there's damage limitation along the way, isn't there? Yeah. So you can say, look, I, I have to be totally honest with you now. Um, I'm in love with someone else and actually on the back of having this accident it's made me really think that that's what I want and I'm so sorry but I don't think we're gonna work you know anything anything like that but he's just kind of like it's it's not the right time for you now I need some space I kind of need to be on my own but actually it's a lie 10 minutes later he's thinking about Peyton yeah so she she then leaves and she's really really upset so she goes and she's crying and she leaves she goes throughout the external door in his room. Mm-hmm. Then we get to like a little, like, so he he checks his phone for a message, mm-hmm. and in this message, it's Peyton saying, "Where are you? I I miss you." Yeah, like is weird. that part of the dream sequence? Uh, mm. For me, it was. Oh, because, interesting. Because he picks up the phone, listens to the message. It's Peyton going, "Hey, where are you? I miss you," or, or whatever she says, and then he's suddenly at the river court. And she's there, and he's all happy, and it's all kissy and lovely. <laughs> and then they pull away, and it's Brooke there. Yeah. Standing there, watching, mm. absolutely devastated. Yeah. I mean, if they're together in real life, you're going to be watching him kiss... Your friend. Hillary Burton. Hillary Burton. Burton. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's probably a true reaction. Um, well, it's, that's a good point. And then, and then Hayley goes, hey, sort of like, where are you? And he wakes up, he's sort of back in his room with Hayley just chatting shit it's interesting i i 
I can see it that way now, but I had perceived it as that was real and that that was a voicemail that she'd left before she knew he was in the accident. But that doesn't fit the timeline now we think about it because it was left sort of ominous. Oh, I can never say that word. Of, uh, of how they ended it because... He went off with Brooke, didn't he, to get the hot chocolate and all of that stuff? Yeah. And they weren't going to say and whatever, whatever. So that I think you're, what you're saying is right. I think it must have been in part of the dream, yeah. Yeah. Good good call. There he is, <laughs> just doing that. He loves it. <laughs> Did you get that on your first watch or second watch? First watch. Okay. And then went back to sort of review. Went back to gloat. It still Look felt at the me same. understanding about the dreams. <laughs> Well, it's the second sort of dream sequence that we've had as well, because we've had Haley's dream in a previous episode, and now this one. How do you feel about it? Uh, I wasn't really expecting it. For a minute, I thought, why is he already on the river court taking his sling off? And, like, doing layups. Yeah. It's like, I thought, selfish little boy, you've going... got to recover. Yeah, it's all going in. It's all happening. He's He's smashing it. He's just, like, you know, basketball sensation. And then, obviously... <laughs> The rest happens. Can I take this moment to tell you? So I thought of this last night. I actually wrote it in my in my phone at about like half one in the morning um, because I was like, "Have you ever done this where you've been like half asleep and you write something in your phone and then you and you think it's something really profound and like, <laughs> wow, I can't. I've just changed my own life. I'm Shakespeare. And I wake up in the morning. I'm like, that. I, what does that even say? <laughs> what are these words? It just says qwerty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever had one of these? Uh, yeah, I think signs? so. All right. So let me read you what I had written in my phone. I can tell you it was written at one forty nine. AM. Nice. And the subject, I emailed it to myself. The subject is love of the game. I put, it's just one sentence. Let me see. I'll read the sentence and you see if you think, get what I'm going to say. I wanted to love basketball like they did. I actually did that and that love for the game changed my life. I guess it's actually pretty self-explanatory. But who's they? Do you mean like Lucas and Nathan? Yeah. So what? <laughs> I, so what I had meant by that is, uh, so I don't think I ever told you about how or on the podcast what actually happened with the basketball, like how the actual first step of me getting into it, right? So this is on my first watch, the first watch. Um, Probably around season, I think I sort of know that I think about. I think it's in season three or season four. Something happens, um, basketball related, and I was just like, "That's it. That is it. I I want to learn how to play basketball." But I was what twenty three at this point, and imagine imagine you'd never played because you 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 love football, right? Imagine you'd never played football ever, or like you'd seen it and whatever, but you'd never actually played, and then you try to learn when you're 23. Like, as in all of your sort of a lot of your developmental muscle reflexes, whatever, 
you're trying to learn as an adult is actually really difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and football um, in the UK is extremely accessible. Like every town, everywhere, there is a football team, five-a-side football. There's like, you can play football. It's pretty easy to find people to play with, right? But basketball in the UK is probably not even like the fourth biggest sport. Like probably what, football, then what? Rugby. Rugby, even cricket is bigger cricket. than basketball here. Golf. Tennis. Tennis. Even squash is probably bigger than, <laughs> yeah. than basketball here. Netball is bigger than basketball here. Netball, yeah. Um, there's tons of other sports that are easy to get into. But anyway, I'm just like, and I, I'm working at the office, uh, not in learning disabilities yet. And I, uh, I finish work. I like five or whatever time and I go to the gallery which is a uh, like a shopping mall here and I buy a two pound basketball two pound so like that's well, probably like three dollars or something like a, a, a very garbage level basketball and I was living in a village at this time um I don't know if you ever came I only lived in that house for like six months with my wife um little cottage you remember no. no anyway um and there's a basketball court in the park and i just thought of it as like my own river court and i just went down there um after work and would just shoot around like on my own um now i remember there was one point where there were like kids in the park and that's always very awkward when you're like like a 23 year old trying to play sports and there's actually like little kids in the park it's like well and let little kids play because they're little kids. <laughs> um, there was one time I went to go down there and there were like kids in there. But I was like, but I want to learn. So I want to get better. So I literally did like a Lucas across the bridge and I just did ran like jogging around the village, dribbling the basketball to try and get like my dribbling better. But all of this was very inspired by One Tree Hill. But what I loved about it is how Lucas and Nathan love basketball. Hmm. This kind of continues as a theme throughout the show. It's not necessarily about it being competitive. It's not about it um, trying to win or be on, you know, in teams and win whatever and whatever. It's just the love of the game. And I wanted to love it like they loved it. And I made this conscious decision to... So I used to play football, not like properly, but, you know, like five aside and whatever... And uh, I just made a thing a thing of, uh, I used to play every Sunday. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. Like, I kind of, like... Hanging up your boots. I literally got my boots and I just threw them in the bin. Like, <laughs> after we played one of these games, I was like, I'm just done. Like, I don't enjoy it. Like, as in, I get it and I get why people like it. And we played it, like, our whole childhood, right? It's kind of just ingrained in us in being British. It's football is the sport, right? And I was just like, I enjoyed it as a kid, but uh, and I used to play on football teams and stuff, um, like, you know, under 11s and stuff like that, and for Cubs. But it's just like, I, I, I'm, I don't enjoy it. I'm going to start fresh with a new sport. Um, and then there was this whole thing of trying to join a team. It's very difficult to join basketball teams when you don't have any experience. People don't really, not really, they don't really want to teach you from nothing, from scratch, you know? So there's this whole thing, but it led me into the Special Olympics, led me into, you know, coaching basketball internationally, 
coaching for my country um, twice, uh, starting basketball teams, playing in a basketball team. And then uh, it's it literally playing in the teams and running my own Special Olympics team. It changed my career trajectory, like having all of that experience and confidence from that basically initiated me having confidence to start my own business. They literally, because I love basketball and I love doing it, though, as much as I wanted to love it, I did love it and I do love it. And that love of the game changed my life positively. And I just feel like I never really explained that it came from inspiration of One Tree Hill and then going to buy a two pound basketball throwing my football boots away, being like, I'm gonna, I wanna love this game because of how they love it in the show. So, I, 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 it's probably not the appropriate time to throw this in here, but it just like, it came to me last night when watching it. And I just figured, well, if I, whenever we talk about basketball next, I should throw it in because this is what we're doing, right? Well, it's good. <laughs> it means a lot to you and it, it's had a profound impact on, on you as you know as a person and what you do now and everything that you've done since has been related to that and if it's related to this show because this show has shown you um what that sport is and what it means to these characters and uh, what it could mean to you and, and doing something different and doing something that you truly want to do means to you then great i love football I, i'm like the opposite i'm rubbish at it but love it um, and, rubbish at it. and always want to play it and always want to you know watch it and stuff like that it is an incredibly frustrating game but any competitive game is isn't it you know especially mm. if you're if you're not winning or not particularly performing well or something like that but it's great that you've gone and found something that you can turn around and go one these people love this i want to give it a go because i actually really enjoy it enjoy watching it and kind of seeing how they develop it and their love of it fictional or not it doesn't matter and then just going out and trying and going i've gone and bought myself a two pound basketball which is probably a bit rubbish but it doesn't matter it bounces doesn't it and you can throw it into a <laughs> just, hoop just about just about yeah um it probably cost more for the pump to pump it up <laughs> um and yeah you've gone out and done something that you you wanted to do and you've you've made something of it you know and you've you've progressed through it and you've done so much and it's that life-changing moment is nice to see even as someone who's your your friend and i can see that that's had a, a big impact on you and the way you live your life now that's a nice thing thank you yes it, and it's very much associated basketball is very much associated to my identity now like as in it's kind of it's what people what my friends sort of associate with me i think is as like apart from it being like one of my hobbies but it's it impacted in my work so much as well um like basketball within the special olympics and learning disabilities um it, i think having a sport and we've said this before to channel into and put your energy into is so healthy um mentally and physically um and yeah and it was one tree hill that inspired that so i'm forever forever grateful to the show but it's about the love of the game and um and when like you said you love football it's like when you have that love for something uh it's just it's the passion and um what, what's really good is that we never force it upon other people if someone yeah. else doesn't like football 
I don't sit and tell them how great football is and, or oh, yeah. throw it in their face. I'm like, okay, great. Let's talk about something else. Talk about something you want to talk about. Mm. And, and you're very much the same. And it's kind of like TV shows. Mm. If you, you you know love a TV show, you're, you're not one to throw it in someone's face and say, I love it, you have to watch it. Mm. Um, except for what you've done to me on this podcast. Except for being like, well, you don't want to watch it? How about you do 187 episodes of a podcast, then uh, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're already an exception, though. You're the anomaly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, nice. Great. Back to Lucas. Sorry, yeah. So, <laughs> dream sequence... Um, and then, then what happens? Uh, he's. I was talking to Haley. He's right. talking to Haley. He's told Haley's broken up with Brooke. Haley's kind of in this world of, you know, uh, he says, "Oh, you look great," doesn't he? Mm. They're kind of lying on his bed talking, mm-hmm. top and tailing. Mm-hmm. And she then goes, "Right, it's time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to get. I'll let you have your rest." I knew you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. Can't. I knew when I saw it. I was like, "He's gonna say it." Go on. What am I gonna say? Okay, no, go. On. Little kiss on the cheek, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "Whisper in the ear." If 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 the car crash didn't kill you, I would. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay, I love you. See you later." What really annoys me is that this is when Peyton arrives, and then Haley goes, "Uh, right, I'm gonna go somewhere else." Like you were, you were leaving. You were on your way out. You were leaving anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we were just trying to show a bit of awkwardness, wasn't it? Because, but I thought you was gonna say that there was still some underlying romantic tension there. Oh, there is. I'm coming to that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's something Haley says later that I'm convinced even more now. <laughs> With the new hair. With the new hair the new and the new outfit. outfit. Can't say. <laughs> Can't say, won't say. And then, okay, so, so then Peyton, Peyton comes starts in. kissing his neck and stuff. Yeah, There's like, something about Lucas in this episode that I think, you smell. Have you showered since this coma? I'm not sure. You're wearing the same hoodie. Have they washed it? How many of these hoodies do you have? Oh, please. It's okay because Peyton's just smelling herself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's from a week ago. <laughs> Jesus. Wash man. No, he... <laughs> Who's been trimming your soul patch? <laughs> uh, in surgery, they're like, we have to, you know, they trim you out of the clothes. and like, quick, get the soul patch. <laughs> <laughs> snip, snip. That's, uh... But she's sort of kissing him, and... He tells her that he's, he's broken, he's up, broken with, up with Brooke. Brooke, yeah. Oh, is it is it possible that Peyton's worse than him in this episode? Or when we get to the mall bit, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. It makes you a real fan of of Brooke, though. Really does. I mean, if you weren't already there, then if, shame yeah. on you. But <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of Brooke. I have been from the beginning. There's only that one episode that was difficult, but it's. Just because they have difficult moments doesn't mean we don't like the characters. Like even Lucas with his, you know, smelly coma hoodie and stuff in this episode doesn't mean I dislike the character. It's just uh, there's times where I dislike myself. You know, there's we we all have ups and downs. You know, we do, we do. Doesn't mean it's nice to to watch those still. Let but, yeah. Let's let's 
sort of crack through Lucas a bit. We're sort of spending quite a lot of time on him now, aren't we? And I know it's very Lucas-centric, this episode. So he goes through a wave of kind of seeing everyone. He then sees... Um, we have the moment with... Does he see Keith? Or Keith does he does he go to the hospital first? What comes first? Does Keith go to the hospital? Do you think? No, so Keith comes to the house to see him, doesn't he? Yes. He goes, I turn up at a time when your mum's out. Yeah. Wearing and the body warmer. Yeah. They, they have a nice little conversation. He says... Um, I never meant for any of this to happen and Lucas immediately like stops and is like I know I know all this don't worry I'm working on mum I'm going get to her, get her around she'll she'll forgive you yeah and it's when um, Karen comes back she's so shocked to see Keith in there she's yeah. like uh, and he's like oh, I'm just leaving leaves and all she says as she crosses the room is get back in bed mm-hmm. great moment I thought that was great really kind of powerful she doesn't have to say anything else she doesn't even look at him she mm-hmm. just says Get back in bed. She plays it really well, Moira Kelly. Or that this is the same. Just before Keith's come in, Jake is there. Oh yeah, with the PS2. With the PS2, which was great. Lucas, be more grateful. He didn't even say anything. He didn't even say thank you. He didn't even open his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he getting a PS2 in prime PS2 days. I yeah, guess. It's I, I actually wrote down PS2. He got a PS2 from the basketball team. Even Nathan chipped in. Yeah, and and he got two games, right? NCAA Final Four and NBA Shootout or something. Yeah, just to keep him, you know, in touch. So he could still be play. Yeah, yeah. Really thoughtful. Really nice. We know that Jake was doing the whip around. <laughs> We know, right? Jake was doing all that. Jake went to the shop to buy it. Yeah, probably Jake... carrying Jenny as well. Right. The baby who we can, I reckon we can get that actress, actor on the podcast. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Should we do it? Should I reach out? Yeah, to sure. Her? Okay. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you remember being in Watcher Hill? No. Brilliant. Welcome to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> Just call ended there. <laughs> um, okay. The he didn't even say thank you. It really bothered me. I was like, they just gave you a PS2. You didn't even say thanks. The hell? Don't know. There's a really nice moment where, because that's when Keith comes in, isn't it? There's a really nice moment where he Jake fist bumps. So when Keith comes in, he goes, oh, hi, Jake, and shakes his hand. Mm-hmm. And they shake hands. And then as Jake's leaving, he goes, oh, I've got to go now anyway. Because um, he's asked for the job. But like I said, oh, can you put in a good word with your mum for me? Because I, mm-hmm. I want a job sort of thing. I need to start earning some money. And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. That's fine. He fist bumps Lucas. And then Keith puts his fist out. And Jake's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and fist bumps Keith. He's like, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> and has a little be. laugh and walks off like he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And what, what would be great is that if the actor wasn't expecting it, yeah. Keith just did it anyway. Just for, you know, um, what's his name in real life? Keith. Craig Sheffer. Craig Sheffer, that's it. Sorry. Um, just put his hand out. I was like, yeah, just bump that son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that moment. Um, and then Moira Kelly comes in and ruins it all. Yeah. Tells him off. I think Lucas is really good in those moments with Keith. He has zero animosity to Keith. I think he sees all of that very well. I guess the thing is with uh, Karen is she could have lost her son. It's like we can't we can't negate that fact. But so. 
uh, Lucas keeps kind of pressurizing Karen into forgiving Keith. It's not really his fault. Well, you know, he made a mistake. It was an accident. Mistakes yeah. happen. Let's move on. Let's get over it. Why are you punishing him so much? He's done so much for us. He's looked after us. You know, why has he got to this point? And um, uh, he even has that moment with Keith. Lucas, I mean, has that moment with Keith where he says, "How? Wh- where do I put that? With Dan saving me and getting me to hospital, where where do I put it? Where do I place How this do I now? Process that, what, yeah. And you know, Keith says the right thing. He says, you know, actually, he's, Dan's a bit of a dick most of the time, but actually, th- he stepped up at this point and he was kind of the hero. Mm. And you need to be grateful. Mm. And that's the right thing to say because he does. You know, he said, you know, Keith is there to apologise and to say, Dan at the time was, you know, the the hero of the show and yeah. and, and saved your life. And made a decision that was incredibly important. Keith doesn't really make... Okay, he made that wrong decision or the accident. But he's very good at sort of seeing things for how they actually are, I think. Um, and being very uh, honest and non-judgmental. And yeah, that's really good. Okay, and then I think we get to the point of Lucas... Brooke comes round to and uh, Karen's scrapbooking. Yeah. And um, we can talk more about that when we get to them. But Lucas sees that and it's just like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Way. I'm, not, I'm not happy with this. Because it's nice that they're kind of bonding. Yeah. Because it's, you know, Karen says, oh, she's a bit, thought she was a bit nutty. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she? When, they, when they're talking on the river court, she's like, do I have to like strap you to your bed? When he's there, so he's, yes, yeah, so at one point he's out at the Riverport. I think that's already happened, yeah. isn't it? Um, and he's looking at the artwork and uh, the free in the heart. burning heart and whatever. And uh, when she starts coming in, in the background to the foreground, Karen, for a second I was like, it's Brooke. Actually, when I saw her from a distance, I was like, oh, Brooke's there. And I was like, oh, wait, it's Karen with the new hair. Her Italian haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah and then yeah so he does it again he escapes the room he doesn't you know she's kind of likes Brooke doesn't she she's got that little link with her now and yeah. he, he sees him and wants to get away so he goes running straight to Peyton's house well because Brooke had already admitted that she doesn't have the best relationship with her mum so it'd be nice if she had a good relationship with Lucas's mum and kind of yeah but before uh Lucas goes over to Peyton's. He is talking to her on like the messenger, and she yeah. basically signs off. But he's watching her on the webcam. Surely she knows he's doing that. Well, and if not, what is she doing? Like, why? Who? I don't. I don't get the point of this webcam. I never have. Why would you put a webcam on so random people can watch you, like draw? Watch you drawing? Yeah. Even they can't see what you're drawing. They're just literally just watching your face. It's odd. I don't. I've never understood it. Creeps like Lucas log into it though, don't they? Is it because she feels like so? So that she doesn't feel like she's alone in the house. Maybe, maybe it's maybe that's her connection to her dad. She set this whole website up, but actually, her dad can just log in at any point and see that she's okay. And yeah, don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing from your reaction, it's never explained. <laughs> in, it might be, but I don't. I don't have a good explanation for it. Like, as in, I can't think of one that I know of. Yeah. 
She's got this weird website called, is it Punk and Disorderly? Yeah, Punked and Disorderly. Yeah. It used to be still active, like as in they made they made a couple of the websites actually websites. Real. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, nice. So you, you could actually just watch Peyton? Or is it just a blank room? I I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking now. <laughs> but we get the whole moment of Lucas then running to Peyton's house. And that webcam is incredibly vital now, isn't it? It's important because it reveals, device, yeah. reveals something very major. So he goes there. He has a fever. He's not well. Um, Peyton does the right thing and calls Karen. Takes him to the emergency room probably costing her a lot more money now does the you know does the medical insurance cover that we're not sure yet um and uh questions then start coming up and they start from karen i think karen's like well what are you two doing together where were you yep and it's like we're at the river court and brooke's there as well brooke comes with him is like oh okay so you 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 just have to be going by kind of thing and it was at that point i thought oh brooke brooke knows Mm, Brooke knows now but you didn't so I didn't I didn't realise I'd forgotten that obviously he'd been on his computer and then escaped and like left the room and buggered off and then she went in and was like looking around it was only on my second watch that I went back and saw her reaction it was only kind of when she's like leaving the room when she quickly looked at the screen and left but I hadn't really clocked it on the first one so I had to watch it again to to see Mm. that Um, which is great brilliant caught, good caught good, you out she good, knows now good writing yeah mm. punked and disorderly websites no longer uh active but it was it was uh, a thing oh and like they made the actual websites and it made it look like it was in the show oh nice yeah that's a shame it doesn't exist yeah <laughs> um so there but then Peyton leaves brooke then leaves and just sort of says are you okay to Lucas? And he's like, yeah. And then she goes, she still cares about him. Mm. Very caring. Um, Well, it's not even been a day that they've been broken up, so she's going to care, isn't she? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, But I mean, you'd think she could be overran with anger, you know? Um, But, okay. And then... I think we could kind of move on from Lucas, couldn't we? Because uh, I think the last bit we see is he is watching the webcam at the end and seeing Brooke and Peyton have the final conversation. And that's it for Lucas, isn't it? I think that's that's all of his... Does he see that on the webcam? Yeah, that's how it ends. Because doesn't it end with him telling... with Peyton telling him that it's not going to... They're not going to be okay. He kind of finds out that he he had two girls and now he's got none. Yeah, but isn't that? Oh, I thought it ended with Peyton and Brooke. Uh, Brooke comes over and tells Peyton, and we'll get into all of that. But tells Peyton, "I saw you on the webcam, You're running so around behind so my back, yeah, taking my I man." Know, I don't know what hurts more. So we'll get to that. But that's when Peyton then says to Lucas. Oh yeah, you're right. He says, she says to Lucas, um, "When my mum died, she was there every day for me. You, you know, when we were very young, but she was she made such an effort. We've been best friends for such a long time. 
I don't think I can do that to her. Well, I think I think we've got the order messed up. I think she says that first, and then Brooke comes in at the end, and that's the end. So it's like she's already decided, well, I'm not going to do it. But then it comes out anyway. Yeah, so Lucas has gone from having... Because that was my exact thought, is that Lucas has gone from being having two girls that are after him to now having none. Yeah. And he's back to sort of broody square one. Because if... <laughs> that rhyme. <laughs> that rhyme. You could have gone on a freestyle. Yeah, they... Because say if the Peyton, Peyton said, well, it's, it's not going to happen, she's my best friend, whatever, whatever. At that point there... I mean, that would have been the real, real douchebag move. But he could have gone back to Brooke. And so he would have gone from the two girls to one. And now that's happened. It's, not, it's yeah, no. You've lost your chance, mate. Yeah. But, deser- but deservedly. Yeah. He deserves to have none. So, okay. So, so should we move into Brooke and Peyton? Yeah. Or do- we kind of covered quite or- a lot of bits of them anyway. Or should so- we just do bits we just missed then? Yeah. So the shot of them all. The, the mall is the main bit, and there's three of them there. Can I just sorry? Can I just say before we get to that that they're on location in an actual mall. Obviously, we can see that. But there's quite a few shots that I thought it was different in this episode to previous episodes of them using exterior shots and things we haven't really seen before, like the uh, the boats in the river and stuff that must be around Wilmington. It feels different, like the way they're shooting it, and I wonder if that's like. Because they had the mid-season break and, you know, it's always been on the edge of cancellation, but now they know they're going to get to finish this season at least so that they've got more of a budget, like you said in the last episode. So now they're doing these, you know, more on-location sort of shots. There's a bit more effect to it. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of feels that way, doesn't it? But, so one of these is in the mall. So, yeah, so Brooke's sat on the bench. Having a cry or trying not to. Yeah. And then she sees Peyton and Haley. And it's an immediate, oh God, like, I'm going to get caught out now because I've just been ignoring her all day. Ignore it. I've been calling you. Do you not get my messages? It's like, oh, my phone's been, like, playing up. It's whacked, I think she said. Yeah. And then you can immediately see Haley like, recoil with, oh, stop fucking lying. Just tell her. Discomfort, yeah. Yeah. And this is the line. This is the moment where I see that Haley still loves lucas oh this is the moment okay I'm not sure if i wrote it down did i write it down he's checking while he's checking i'll say that the shopping mall looked nice i do enjoy an american shopping mall it did didn't it yeah so um brooke is on the bench getting upset saying i i, I didn't want this to happen i didn't want um to get this way over this guy but it's happened and i'm you know devastated and all he wants to do is be friends how do you just be friends with lucas and then peyton's like uh i'm sure he you know he does want to be friends lucas isn't that sort of guy blah 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 and Haley is the one that has to answer and says um just do all of that you have to do all the things you're doing before just without the sex what <laughs> What are you implying that but she's like, had to? She... She's had to do all of that for so many years without the sex, because she's always she's wanted to be with him for for however long, and has kind of lost her window of opportunity, but has just continued to be a friend. So she can explain really well how to be a friend of his, but really wants to be 
the girlfriend. It's just something about that scene and the line and the way she delivered it made me think she's totally in love with Lucas. Really, she wants to be riding that soul patch. I actually ran. <laughs> <laughs> scrub the painting out of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually wrote solidifies my thoughts that she still loves Lucas just about that whole scene Um, yeah yeah I I don't see I'm still just convinced just absolutely convinced that she loves him and has done for a long time okay well it's uncomfortable Brooke's crying it feels really realistic like Sophia's Bush's performance in that moment the whole episode what why is that funny did you hear me say Sophia's Bush is that what that was Uh, I'm sure you said Sophia's Bush that's the level we're at that's the level we're at I'm so sorry I'm so sorry it's a really tender moment and and I've ruined it (laughs) we're okay we're okay carry on carry on do you want me to take that out? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, you do what you feel is right, my friend. She, she, her crying feels very realistic. It's yeah. She's a good crier as well. I said a couple of episodes ago that Haley is a fantastic crier. Uh, Bethany Joy Lens can just turn it on. BJL is that a good thing? Can we go with that? Sure. <laughs> um, we'll just cry at anything, and very well. Mm-hmm. And um, Sophia Bush is actually very good at it as well. Excellent. So, uh, I think then we could probably move to the end with Peyton and Brooke for their final uh, confrontation. Their clash. Oh, she comes Great in. moment. She comes in, uh, Brooke, and I don't know what hurts more, you lying to me or you sneaking around behind my back. Is that with those two things? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Basically saying next time you want to, you know, have your deep betrayal or whatever, you know, you might want to turn your, your webcam off. You know, I was in his room checking on him. His computer was on. Basically saying, like, it wasn't like she was, like, stalking or anything. It was just a happening of circumstances. And bam! There it is. Wow. And then... He was watching on the webcam, so he got to see it as well, assuming there's no sound. But still, he could work it out. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What did you think? Turn the webcam off. You don't need it. If you're going to talk to your dad, have a set time. It's just weird. It is very strange. And you got caught out now. You've upset your best friend. You can't be with Lucas now. Ridiculous. Yeah. Turn that thing off. But Brooke is completely in the right. Hundred percent. There's no. I don't think there's any way to see it any other way. In fact, listeners, if there's anybody out there that feels that Brooke is in the wrong in this moment, then we challenge you to write in. <laughs> Fucking bring it. <laughs> we'll have it out on this podcast. <laughs> she is in the right. Am I right, Dom? She is totally right. 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 <sighs> My God. I ah. on this watch like I, I it's 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 rough for me with Lucas. I'm it's beginning a bit rougher. Like I sort of just remember him as how he was at the beginning. Wholesome Lucas, Rivercourt Lucas. Yeah. You know? Um actually 
It's like Nathan is the one. Maybe Nathan's the one. You think you're more Nathan than... I don't know. He wears a lot of makeup, I've noticed. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate for, like, where it's been, like, rendered into HD or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a teenager. Bless him. We all, you know, we all have breakouts, you know? Oh, yes. But I think it's like a... A revolving cycle right because when people put on like foundation or whatever to cover it up with makeup and then you're clogging the pores and not allowing the skin to breathe so then you're gonna make your skin worse you mm. know but it needs to look smooth on set it's difficult but that's not, that doesn't happen all the way through it's, the last, it's only the last couple of episodes that I've noticed he's, he's quite heavily makeuped yeah James Lafferty, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Happens. He's like 18, 17, 18. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> he's in a new show um, about space. And I was like, oh, Dominic would probably really like this. Is he? Yeah. So. What's it called? I don't know. You let me know. All right. I, I, I let you know. <laughs> you get back to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So what were we talking about? <laughs> Brooke and Payton's big oh yeah so Ending. is there anything else to say on that not really what's your prediction so predictions for these three at some point Brooke needs to kind of accept I think Brooke and Karen are actually going to start getting on really well I don't think um, I think Lucas is still going to kind of pursue Peyton and it will be he'll just be shunned and like ignored um, by her it's just like stay away it's going to make the whole cheerleading dynamic very difficult but with Lucas not playing is that is that still going to happen is he going to go watch games is he you know they're going to be cheerleading is Peyton going to stop turning up for cheerleading practice I think that you know because it's going to be too awkward with Brooke mm. there you know I think there's going to be a moment of them trying to carry on as normal and then they realise that it's too difficult but then they'll eventually work it out there'll be a, a moment of resolution where it's okay yeah it's fine we are, we understand yeah i you know i get why you did it but you didn't have to do it that way i i, I actually think brooke and Peyton will work it out sooner than anything to do with lucas mm. and they'll be able to be friends again right friends fight but they can forgive each other karen said that yeah she did and karen might even be the one to say it's not Peyton's fault yeah okay we'll see we'll go with that see what happens (laughs) okay so should we talk about nathan hayley nayley nayley yeah yeah no should we start with nathan nathan has quite a tough episode doesn't he parents we can probably cover nathan deb dan and hayley kind of in the same ballpark really because basically can 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 (laughs) Dan and Deb are going through their divorce and it's getting messy. Deb's is changing the locks. They're getting, she's not answering the phone anymore. Uh, Nathan starts very much on her side saying that, you know, he he wants her to be happy and, oh, isn't it great? Dad has an off button now. Um, I thought this was all played very well. Then as the episode goes through, Dan is saying that he has something on Deb um, that he will reveal if she doesn't play ball, basically. Yeah. Um, and he wants Nathan. He, he uses it 
at the end of the episode to blackmail Nathan to living with him. Otherwise, he's going to, you know, reveal this secret about secret about Deb. And Deb saying that she uh, she won't tell Nathan what the secret is. So Nathan says that he will go live with Dan to keep Deb's secret. Pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't see that as him changing allegiances. No, I think he's, the, he's he stayed pretty consistent on team mum, hasn't he? But now he's having to live with Dan to appease it exactly. and just to make sure it stays calm and whatever the secret and to is protect that, the secret. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is that um, she doesn't want to come out, which will eventually come out. I have no doubt. First question then to you, Dom. Yeah. What do you think the secret is? I don't know. It, it seems like that um, if she's had a past of cheating, where she's had this other life of, you know, where she's had to go off traveling and stuff like that, but she's been seeing someone like another man. Because it was kind of when, when Dan had Carrie in the beach house. Mm-hmm. Um is when he originally brought up Deb's secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want your secret to come out, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was related to that. So maybe she's had an affair an affair or something like that, and it went on for a long time. And, you know, maybe she even had a... Maybe she got pregnant by a other person and... Oh. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't have the baby now. Oh, okay. I don't know. So something pretty deep then. Yeah. But it's got to be something big for it to be... That she wouldn't want it to come out. Yeah. If she said, actually, your father, my husband, has been a piece of shit to me that this whole time and has been abusive and nasty and horrible, I'm going to turn to someone else and look for comfort elsewhere. But there needs to be something bigger, so I can't quite put my finger on it. It must be something that would affect Nathan as well. Otherwise, she, I don't think she would be that bothered, would she? You know, because... It's about protecting Nathan yeah. at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I have no idea. Nathan was a twin. Ooh. <laughs> they gave away the other half. It's actually Tim. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Nathan is with Haley in her room. They're very happy together. They are, and uh, Nathan recognises it's a new outfit. But said, and she says it's the new me, and he says, "What's wrong with the old you? Mm. I like the old you." I thought that was a really nice moment. As in, he really doesn't want her to like change for him. Like, there's quite often this trend in these kind of uh, high school things of, you know, someone will get with the popular person, and then they have to change, and and um, and he doesn't want her to. Like, what he likes about her is that she's real and that she's herself I thought that was a really nice moment yeah it was really good and he said that the worse things get with my parents the better things get with you and there's a moment where Haley says oh is it really bad with your parents then so it was, oh, for, yeah. for me I don't think she meant it that way but it kind of sounded like oh because things are great with us which mm. was which was quite nice and then she's like no you need to know your rights you need to know what what, what you can you can and can't do and who has what say and this that and the other and they're like Knowledge is power. Internet searching, not Googling. I looked up when Google started just to see if Google existed, and it did, but they probably didn't have the rights to use it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> internet search. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their chemistry is really good. Like, yeah. they actually feel like they're, like, loved up. Nice little couple, aren't they? Yeah. Do you think anything happened off screen? 
I have no idea. You tell me. Well, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> but what I can, I'll tell you some odd things that are like in real life. So, uh, Sophia Bush and James Lafferty dated. Yeah. In like later series, so after she'd been married to Chad Michael Murray. Awkward. Um, and in real life. Paul Johansson, Dan, and Bethany Joy Lenz, Haley, are best friends, and they spend a lot. They like spend a lot of time together, and it was rumored that they were a couple, um, but I don't think they are. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're pals. But it's like you know, it's funny because it's Mr. Scott and <laughs> Haley. Um, so yeah, nice. There you go. Um. What else happens? Nathan says at one point to them, you know, I'll t- I can to Dan and to Deb, or I can take my um, appeal or my whatever to the judge. You know, I I can choose who I want to live with, and then that's when uh, Dan sort of blackmails him at the end of the beach house. Yeah, and sort of says that I will all this stuff about you. And you go and ask your mum what all this stuff is because it's all going to come out if you end up living with her. I only care about you. Blah blah blah. Trying to be nice, but he's been an asshole. We all, we all know that. It's uh, it's rough, isn't it? Yeah. You have the, to blackmail the, your child to live with you. It's like. horrible. The moment in the lawyer's office is quite good because he's so twisted and he would twist things like massively, wouldn't he? Because he doesn't have representation with him. Doesn't need it. He doesn't need He's so smooth and yeah. cocky, isn't he's he? He's turning around I saying, I, I felt threatened. I, I feared for my life because she said she was going to stab me in my sleep. And she's like, it's a figure of speech. I've never heard that figure of speech. I've, no one's ever said to me, oh, I'll stab you in your sleep. <laughs> and that I've ever felt comfortable with it. That's, that's no, Debs. That's not figure of speech. But it's he, he said, she said, isn't it? He's really good as a villain, isn't he? For all of those reasons. Just so smooth and so like self-assured. Yeah, definitely. He's great um, at playing that part. There's, there's kind of no... They don't really go anywhere else this lot, do they? It's because it was so Lucas-centric. So what's your prediction? I mean, do we have anything else for Hayley? That's it, isn't it? We're at the shopping mall. Hayley has a moment at the mall, has a moment with Nathan in the bedroom. And then that's kind of it, really, yeah. It's just Nathan has has that big decision to make, makes the decision to stay with Dan, and they move everything in. Dan seems quite happy about that. Obviously, he would, because it feels like he's winning. But Nathan's done it to protect his mum. Fair enough. And Debs is just like left crying at the end, basically, in a bit of a bit of a mess, isn't she? You know, because she doesn't want want what's to come out to come out, but it probably will. I I kind of half think that it will be her that releases it mm. and tells people because she'll kind of go get uh, ahead of it. Yeah, I need to get ahead of this. I got to do it my way. And if it's done my way, it'll be done properly. If it's done through Dan, it will be twisted. So I, I kind of, whatever the secret is, um, like there's an evil twin Nathan running around. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm gonna get it out. I'm going to tell everyone my side of events so that anyone else that comes up like on the back of that is just going to have like a bit of a warped view of it. So mm-hmm. get ahead of it. Okay. Okay. I think Haley and Nathan will stay fairly consistent, and Dan will continue to be basketball pushiness. Will start happening again in the next episode. It's the first time we've seen Nathan wearing his number as well for a while. 
that's that's Michael Jordan. That's a Jordan. It was like a Jordan zip up. Yeah, but it's his number as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like that wouldn't have been made for him. That's like off the shelf, just because it's like Michael Jordan stuff. Okay, um, but yeah, but I'm assuming he that's his number because he wants to be. He wants to be the Michael Jordan of the Ravens. Yeah, is he? Dom? We all you know think? that you are. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Except though, Michael Jordan is not a very good person. Okay. Did you know this? No. Yeah. Did, do you know that from watching the thing on Netflix about him? Or? Uh, I couldn't finish it because I didn't like him. Fair it, enough. I, I, he's like a bully and uh, I don't think... He's kind of known as not being like a great person. That Michael Rappaport, you know Michael Rappaport? Um, I do indeed. He wrote a book that was 23 Reasons Why LeBron James Won't Ever Be Michael Jordan because there's this whole debate of who's the best basketball player of all time. LeBron James. I think it's LeBron James. Um, but There's the- a mention of LeBron James actually in... in- the previous episode or the one before about being a rookie isn't there yeah being yeah. the uh the choice the uh draft in the draft yeah yeah i thought that was quite uh funny considering how much Where of a superstar he is now, he is now. yeah <laughs> well uh because lebron james got drafted out of high school he didn't even go to college it's like it's like kind of unheard of wow and um but anyway but there's the 23 reasons why uh lebron will never be michael jordan it's basically like reasons because of this or defense or because of this or whatever but then the 23rd reason is because lebron james is a good person like as in lebron james has done loads for charity he's done loads for this loads for that um i mean michael jordan's probably done things for charity as well so on and so forth but he yeah i think he's just a bit of a bully um and I thought about this recently because I have a load of like Jordan stuff, like the trainers and like shorts and basketball related stuff. And uh, I'm making a decision to not anymore. Like, and I'm not going to get rid of my current stuff because, you know, but I, I'm not going to buy any new stuff. I'm not going to buy into it now. No, I'm not. I'm just going for LeBron's range. Don't think he, I don't know what he, I mean, he has anything. <laughs> <laughs> he must have some stuff with Nike. Nike but... LeBron's. Yeah, but uh, we just, I'm just going to buy our own stuff from our merchandise store. <laughs> Link in the description. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, it, I can't listen to R. Kelly anymore. Very different. Yes. Very, very different. I realised when I said that. But you, I can't... I won't watch Jim or Fix It anymore. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I just mean, I don't want to pay into, like, yeah, he's a great basketball player, but he seems like he was a bit of a douchebag. Like, there's um, a podcast that I listen to, uh, it's called Hey Do You Remember, it's really good, uh, about nostalgic movies, uh, similar, it was a big inspiration for the mighty 90s, um, but there's a guy on there that went, he said, he's American, he went to a Michael Jordan summer camp when he was a kid. And he was like, it was just known that Michael Jordan was a douchebag, really. But Michael Jordan would be there for like an hour each day. And they'd like take pictures with the kids and do whatever. And um, 
he said he got his moment to have his picture with Michael Jordan, like his hero. And and this is in Chicago during the Chicago Bulls like reign of you know winning everything and whatever. And this guy said he was a you know he was a kid, but he was you know he was he was a bit of a big kid. And uh, Michael Jordan, he was standing next to his hero. Michael Jordan just rubbed his belly and went, "You're gonna need to lose that." And it was just like dreams crushed. Jesus. You know, to like a 13-year-old kid or something. Mm. It's like, that's kind of, there's like a million stories of things like that about him. It's like, so you know what? Keep your fucking trainers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well said. I like that. (laughs) Keep your fucking trainers. (laughs) Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, boycott Jordan. Yeah, well. (laughs) The problem is... They're so cool. <laughs> They're so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> it's so annoying. At least he's not like a murderer or something like that. So if you did yeah. buy them morally, you're not really doing anything wrong. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, and I'm sure he's fine. Should we go back to One Tree Hill now? Yeah. <laughs> so finally then, it's just Keith and Karen. Oh, and Jake. We'll talk Jake, about Jake. Jake has like... Couple it, scenes. Yeah, a couple of scenes. Let's wrap him. Wrap him real quick. He gets the job. He has to immediately leave. Nokia thirty two ten. Shout out. Old school. Just saying. What a legendary phone. Indestructible. Battery would last like four days. You had the blue one. Yeah. I had the grey one. That's right. We would do you remember the chat function? The chat function. That used to have on on when you text message each other. Yeah. There was also a function that said chat. Okay. So that we could chat. Like live chat on the phone, oh. and it costed like the same cost as a text message each time, but we would use it all the time. Did we? Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, so you used to be able to go to messages, text messages, and then yeah. underneath there was a chat, and then all our stuff would come up like oh. above, and we would just chat shit like whenever we were like twelve or thirteen. Specifically, or you and me. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, it was only us two. Yeah, I remember we used to do. Uh, we used to play Snake a lot. Um, and I just remember those phones because you could like change the cases and yeah, they're great, good times. Good times. And, and they're pretty indestructible as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Great phone. I had one of those old Nokia phones. Um, I had one stolen um, one time. And this is back when you get a contract and it was like a big deal when you got like a contract and uh, it got stolen and my dad was so annoyed so annoyed and we went and had to try it we were like looking in bins and stuff and trying to find where it was never found it yeah heartbreaking i like my parents didn't have like you know much money like in these days and whatever it was really bad it was one where i just felt really bad it was like my fault i i literally left it on the floor one went and played football and came back and it was just gone oh scumbags yeah there you go. Maybe Michael Jordan took it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bastard, Jordan. I always knew it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, wait, what are we talking about? Oh, Jake. Jake. <laughs> yeah. He gets a job. Immediately has to leave because his dad has got to go in for a shift at his job. Yeah. No one to look after Jenny. Oh, is that your sister? That's uh, my daughter. Oh, Lucas didn't tell you. Which one of us is Jake now? No, we <laughs> We're switched. both Jake. We're both. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite good in a way. It's like, well, didn't 
it's not. Well, when would Lucas have had a chance to, to tell her? She's been in Italy and he's been in a coma. No, but he put. He must have put the word in for the job. But he didn't say, "Oh, he needs this job because he's, you know, got a daughter and whatever." Fair enough. Um, but maybe it's just like, well, why does that need mentioning? Yeah. Um, and then a really nice moment where he turns up with Jenny, and she's like, "Look, I've got this crib. It was Lucas's. I can't throw anything away. Chuck her in it. She can stay for the day when you have to look after her, or if you're like in a tight spot. There's your first table. Go and get clearing." I like this moment, very nice, appreciate it. On this watch though, maybe just because I'm like five, six weeks away from having a baby, um, I was incredibly nervous. Like, can you, what? You're gonna leave them in there and then go off and start doing work, what? Like, I, 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 I have no experience with babies and I'm incredibly anxious about it all, but is, they that, cry, is that okay? They cry, they eat, they shit. So all they do. <laughs> but, but like, if he's over there, what, like, is he going to always have visibility, like, on the baby? Yeah, I think, uh, like, for a lot of it, I, I reckon that Karen and Haley and anyone else who's working there will be going past and looking after the kid at the same time. Okay, okay, so, okay. Just checking. There's a lot it, of hot pans around. I just... It's just... Yeah, but it's right behind the counter, isn't it? Not behind the kitchen. Yeah. So it's... Okay, She's, you know, in view the whole time. We'll ask her on the interview. Yeah. <laughs> Did she feel safe in that car? Was Jake a good dad? Yeah. Question number one. <laughs> we can't bring her on yet. I basically, we, there's a few, like, plot points that I would want to get through so that to ensure there's no spoilers, you know. Okay. Uh, and then let's do it. Let's bring on that baby. Excellent. <laughs> Can you imagine if... She'd never grown. She's still a baby. <laughs> 17 years later. It's just, wow. Just you really played that part. She's probably going to be like an 18-year-old now. We could ask her, can you do some of your lines? <laughs> Perfect. Well done. Play with these keys. <laughs> I wonder if she gets any um, royalties. Uh, no like idea. Baby royalties. Can I ask her? We will. First question. <laughs> do you get baby royalties? Uh, okay, prediction for Jake? Um, he'll get the job. He'll have a few moments of bringing Jenny in. Maybe get close to Peyton again if Peyton's visiting Haley at Karen's. Mm. That's the only thing I'm, I'm going to say about that. We missed a really big moment with a couple characters that we didn't talk about. Who? Nathan and Haley private concert in the cafe Haley now sings how do you feel about it i was gonna say it's bethany joy lynn sing normally is that her actual singing voice yes okay all right what a really nice moment okay is that nathan saying <laughs> nathan saying um you know you said that it's something that you could do for me um i want you to sing for me yeah you know what what a great moment Mm -hmm. really really nice you know one trying to make her a bit more confident and come out and sing and play the piano which you know she did very well and for him just to kind of sit there and appreciate it and enjoy it and go actually yeah, there's one thing you could do for me is actually him doing something for her really nice moment mm. MVP all day all day I would say they're the Michael Jordan of this but they're not that'd be like Dan they're the LeBron James of this. They're the LeBron James <laughs> of this. That's right. 
Just won that championship. <laughs> so, uh, what did you think of her singing voice? It was all right, yeah, good. I, I think I'll pick that as my song. Nice. For the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it is a really nice moment. And remember, I said to you before, ages ago, on here some, at some point, that they did tours after this, like, as their characters. Yeah. Yeah. Did she come out as Haley? I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. I don't know how serious they did it. It might have just been, here's Bethany Joy Lenz, who plays Haley on One Tree Hill, or it might have been Haley. Yeah. Haley James. I don't know. Do you think you find it awkward if it was that way around? If she had to come out as a character, it'd be a bit strange, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd like it. Kind <laughs> of like, this is real. This is, this is actually happening. Where is Tree Hill? <laughs> Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, last but not least, Keith and Karen. They have that. It's only really he. She goes to see him at the body shop. Oh, and Keith's struggling at the bank. Keith's. Uh, people... Everything's going wrong for Keith now. What do you mean cash up front? Since when? You know, I need. I need the part to get the sale to pay you. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did you find all of that? His money troubles because he paid Lucas's medical bills. And, oh my God, he's got to sell the business. Business for sale. I'd buy it. Can we buy it? I'd Can buy it. Can we chip in? I'd buy it and give it back to him. I'd buy it and then say, hey, Keith, you want a job? <laughs> Which I think is going to happen. What do you mean? I, I think Dan will buy the business. Wow. <laughs> Judging by your face, I'm not so sure now. <laughs> Dan's would buy it. I yeah, I don't see why not. And then what? I don't see why Dan. As like a power play. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see why Dan wouldn't buy it. Do you not think? I mean, <laughs> I'd never thought of that. I guess that makes sense because he's got money. But he, and he's then got what? Money. As like an as a an addition to to his Dan's got autos or whatever it is. Motors, yeah, motors, yeah. It makes sense. And then he's got this Gary. Go to my garage. We'll fix you up. Do a service. Do this, that, and the other. I got a towing doodah. But Dan's the sort of person that would say, Keith, you can keep your job, but there's a manager above you. Mm. He'd put in a manager, even though it was like. Because it's the same name, isn't it? Scott's yeah. towing and Scott's body shop. And... It's Keith, he's, I think it is Keith Scott. Oh, is it? Shop. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. But could just put Dan over that. Either way. But this is before the days of, uh, like, you wouldn't have to update a website, be updating the yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, it's hard. It also makes you feel for Keith even more because he paid for these medical bills, which Lex on the last episode, you know, she said that they can be crazy expensive. She sent me a, a screenshot afterwards showing that it could be anything between, like, 30 and 50 grand. Jesus Christ. So... Well, there's a woman that uh, whose husband died of coronavirus recently in America, and she has been given the medical bill, and it's a million dollars. Oh, my God. Because of the amount of care that he had. And he died. That's horrendous. It's, it's shocking. Absolutely shocking. Levels. USA, sort out your medical insurance and your whatever you've got to do to, to make it accessible to people, your health care. You heard it here first. Sort that out. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Keith, uh, see if if Dan doesn't buy it, someone needs to buy that that business. Someone familiar. So I did think potentially Whitey buys it and goes, "You keep 
you keep running it and whatever money you make you pay me back and then it's yours again mm-hmm. I thought that that's a potential option someone will buy it and tell him to pay him back I don't think Karen's got the money to buy it but she could potentially get a mortgage to buy it I then considered the Deb, Deb's Den thing so we've already got a space for Deb's Diner that Dan had identified Yeah. and then I thought maybe Deb's Den be- she buys it and it becomes that but I didn't think it would the... work because she likes Keith so I, I don't know I, I, I'm still kind of of the opinion that Dan will buy it and turn it into something so you know about Deb's Den because of our uh, merch shop but I don't know what it is yeah I'm assuming it's some sort of bar <laughs> I can't wait it's great, it's great. <laughs> who face. knows how long you're going to have to wait to even know if it's season 9 I will cry <laughs> I can't remember what season's in I think it might be 3 or 4 it's a, oh yeah. so far away <laughs> That's like a year away. I know. Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? I like to have pizza on a Tuesday night and now you're working all these nights. What about my pizza, Dom? What about it? Look at me in the eye, please. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I am. No, sorry. I don't want to do my job. Should we start doing pizza lunches? Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, In fact, Domino's have just messaged me. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Cause they were getting it ready for the evening. Yeah, absolutely. They messaged me yesterday. Same. Every, like, Monday. Prepared for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so is that pretty much it then? Yeah, I think we covered Karen quite a lot. She has a very up and down episode. What's your predi- so that's your prediction for Keith. Karen will still be... Oh, so Karen's looking at the pictures of Keith and baby Lucas... Isn't oh, yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and the picture says Keith with Lucas, mm-hmm. um, age, whatever you know, whatever it says. It's clearly because he's the father. Um, <laughs> I think she's gonna go for a phase of trying to forgive, but it might be quite difficult. So she'll have an ep- the next episode. She'll probably be not so harsh, and then by the end, has kind of forgiven him. Um, that's what I hope for. But she's not had any interaction with Dan in this episode. Mm-hmm. There still needs to be a point of Dan coming forward somewhere and her saying, uh, she's done the hug as a thank you, but there needs to be a either Karen and Dan, Karen and Dan moment or a Karen, Lucas and Dan moment. Mm. So that's what I think is coming up. Okay. Anything else to say on the episode? More whitey, please. There was no whitey. No there was whitey. no Rivercourt guys. No Tim. Uh, we had everyone else and everyone else yeah okay cool well that was our character journey if you would like to find out about some of our bonus content and additional things that you can access on our patreon then you can find out all about that by listening to this just became a raven hello and welcome to the mighty 90s podcast network our network is made up of two podcasts the mighty 90s movie and tv podcast a look back at 90s movies we grew up with and the ravens a one tree hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show all of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you would like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we'd love to share with you. 
All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. You receive one week early access on all of our podcast episodes, a patron shout-out on the podcast, access to our monthly One Tree Hill bonus episode, exclusive access to non-90s movies that we will cover, and a 90s movie title of your choice on the wheel. Your movie title choice will be put on this wheel and at the end of each Mighty 90s episode we will spin the wheel and that will decide what movie we will cover next. The second tier, Varsity. All of the perks from Junior Varsity and you get to add a non-90s movie from any year to the wheel. And the final tier, Hall of Fame. If there is anyone out there that loves our work this much then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from an Instagram follow to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. Be gentle with us. And wear gloves. So Dom, before we go into our judgments, I have a couple things from Instagram from listeners that want to... uh, want to reach out about a couple things so the first thing here was for our high flyers club i uh had put a couple things out on our instagram to see if people basically see it filling people out and seeing how they're feeling about this and how whether they want us to do more of it whether it's useful and basically saying about how that's my proudest part of the podcast is that we're trying to use our platform to share stories and lessons to share with other people so yeah reaching out to people on instagram to see how they're feeling about it and it's actually when we're using the platform you know to to help people so we had somebody that reached out uh, a few months ago about the bully kid story that i told on the second episode uh and i basically just asked them if it was you know something that was useful to them Uh, and they said that could read this out on the podcast and hopefully this will be something that would uh, encourage other listeners to reach out to engage with us because we want to talk about this stuff. Like, you know, this message that he sent me was helpful to me. So he was saying that the story that I shared was helpful to him. By him saying it was helpful to him, that was actually helpful to me because now it's like, well, I feel like going through that experience, it was worth it because not only... Did I learn lessons from it? I learned something that I've shared with someone that I haven't met that I don't know through a podcast and it has helped them in some way in their life. So it's like now I went through that not just for me, but for me and for this guy. And, you know, for other people that might may have listened that haven't reached out. So it means it's so worth us sharing those stories because if it can if one person can listen and benefit then that's amazing. Absolutely. So he said, uh, he said, I said, was it useful? He said, it's a good question. I've not really thought about it uh, until you asked. It was useful, yes. Uh, Us men are getting better about talking about our feelings. A guy in my group of friends tried to commit suicide a couple of years ago. And since then, we've all kind of woken up to the danger of how we sometimes feel some more than others but we aren't suddenly all open books who share stories like you did 
for me, it gave some validation that some of the things I've held on to from when I was a teenager, silly things, especially considering I'm a 35-year-old dad of four boys and in charge of, I won't read out what it is, but, uh, you know, a, a high responsibility, sort of high-pressure job, uh, that some of these silly things can be let go of and just don't matter as much as I thought they did, if at all. I think if it's relevant to what's happening in the show and is part of why your five rewatches in, it's important to share your experiences. Um, he was saying, I left a review on iTunes saying how it's good to hear a new perspective on the show from two, from two British guys. And part of that is because of your personal journey. Happy for you to share any of that on the podcast to encourage other listeners to engage. So. Awesome. That's so cool. Uh, th- like, thank you so much for one telling us your your story and and allowing us to to share your thoughts and feelings on something that's happened fairly recently and what it means to you and you're obviously obviously a big fan of the show which is which is great um and you listen to our podcast which is which is fantastic for us but it's great that you're reaching out and you're you're saying to other people you know that listen to this podcast as well it's it's fine to talk about it just just say something to to anyone even if it's talking to us to through Instagram or through email that we either do or don't read it out depending on what your preferences are you've talked to someone and it's the first step to kind of hopefully making yourself feel better you know whatever it's about and um, I'm sure as time goes on we'll reveal kind of more stories about ourselves and what we've done differently in our personal lives to you know change and combat some sort of upheaval that we've had that that we've found really uncomfortable and that's that's been you know really difficult to deal with and that's that's what we want to make it about we want to make it about people and supporting people as best as we possibly can and it's great that we've we've got a listener that that is on board with that if that makes sense you know Mm. and you've said all along if if your story helps one person um, that's going to make a massive difference to you because you've helped someone and what Alex has said here as you know gone and helped you but you know from listening to what he's said and we've now put out it could go and help someone else who you know doesn't talk to anyone about their problems and he's absolutely right you know men don't come forward with um their issues and stuff like that and get themselves into a situation like um suicides in men in this country is is the biggest killer of like adults between a certain age range isn't it you know something like silly like 20 to 35 or something like that mm. um it's mad so yeah thank you so much for for reaching out and encouraging others too as well yeah and uh he says it feels appropriate to say your art matters <laughs> love that so uh magdalena she's back she's <laughs> Firstly, thank you, Alex. Much appreciated. Uh, Alex is going to come on the show and host an episode with us, um, the finale of season one. Oh. Yeah, so amazing. Nice. Um, Magdalena is uh, back to her old bag of tricks. <laughs> She's been in contact, and she wants me to... <laughs> she wants to see your reaction. Can't see it. Hear your reaction to what... Barry Corbin, whitey, what, uh, how he dresses in real life. Right. So, 
<laughs> so Dom has no idea what I'm about to show him. Um, but, and because you're not able to look. So Magdalena, I'm going to show him a picture of what Barry Corbin looks like in regular day today. Yes, Barry! <laughs> I love that! <laughs> I'm loving the hat. He, I'm loving the beard. He dresses like kind of like a cowboy. That is excellent. I'm showing He's got him braces. I'm showing him a couple. The bow ties, very fetching. I love it. Love that. <laughs> he, yeah, that's just generally he dresses like a cowboy. So yes, Barry. She wanted to hear your reaction. <laughs> oh, that's the happiest I've seen you look. Get him oh. in here. Get him in here. So oh. there, there we go. Um, <laughs> Dom, who was your favourite performer of the episode? I'm not sure you're going to agree with me on this, but I'm going to have to say Chad Michael Murray. Wow. First time. Is that the first I, time you said him? Maybe a second, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the first, yeah. I think you might have said him in the pilot, and I oh, think yeah, you maybe. might have said him in that one where your art matters what got me here maybe he doesn't get a lot of who do you think you mainly give it to who would you say your average is probably Bethany Joy Lenz or Sophia Bush (laughs) okay but it's going to Chad Michael Murray tell me why Um, there was one moment where he had his eyes open (laughs) so well done no I'm kidding Um, I just thought he did everything that he had to do really well it just came across really, really well. And um, I didn't have the same immediate feeling that, that you had about him from this episode. And I think the more we've talked about it, the more we've kind of realised that um, him and Peyton and like Keith and stuff like that are at fault. And there's people that are blameless in this situation. So Karen and uh, Brooke, and it, it makes it difficult on them. But his performance throughout was just it was really good the way he sort of battled with his mum. He was, you know, honest and open with um, Keith. He was trying to be honest with Brooke, but couldn't quite get the words out about what he really needed to say. He was then a bit sly and, and stuff like that. He just played so many different versions of himself. I actually thought he did it really well in this episode. So, yeah, Chad Michael Murray for for this episode as best performer for the w what about your choice mine um because i have a soul is uh sophia bush but you don't have a soul patch (laughs) not yet (laughs) soon i have a christmas soul patch diet gray for santa um yeah i'd say Sophia Bush, uh, the range of emotions I really felt for her. I thought there were really nice moments with Moira Kelly with the scrapbooking. Uh, and then her crying was very believable. Um, and then the, the climax at the end with her and Hilary Burton. Um, it was, she just, yeah, knocked it out of the park. Home run. Are you going to double up then? So I'm going to ask you this. Who's your favourite character of the episode? Are you going to double up and say, Brooke? No. Ooh. Who are we going with? Nathan. (laughs) Nice. Okay. For the reasons that you you touched on, he gave that moment to to Hayley. And that was really nice. And 
he also is doing he's being protective of Deb and yeah Nathan who's yours someone else that I never say and that you wouldn't have expected me to say Lucas Karen oh Karen is my 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 character choice for this episode tell me why just plain pure strength in this episode there there wasn't really the only vulnerable moment is when she's on her own looking at the pictures of her and Keith and she's um, trying to work out kind of where to go next Mm. but you know she turns up at his garage so this is all the stuff you left you didn't need to do that yeah I did I kind of need you out of the way yeah she's kind of like straight to the point Lucas fucking get back to bed why are you mucking about why are you running around with this girl what's the story You, you tell me what's going on you know, you can come to me at any time and tell me the truth. I understand. There's this whole, the whole time she's consistent. You know, there's been other episodes where I've been really annoyed with her because I, I call her, I called her like the doormat mm-hmm. in that she just kind of lets things happen to her. Um, she rolls over and she forgives and so quickly, like literally she'll have an argument and two seconds later she's like going, oh, I'm really sorry. It's my fault. This episode completely different Karen Italian Karen Italian. Is, is winning the day she's literally gone out there and gone you're a piece of shit you're a piece of shit you need to be in bed you're a piece of shit let's move on mm. loved it that's true I guess it's she has to be that strong character and bringing back order to things from the six weeks of Lucas getting tattoos and things it's like the authority figure is back so that's a good choice, and and I thought um, Chad Michael Murray, I I thought he did a good job as well for your other choice. So I I, I get it. Song, you're gonna pick the one that uh, Haley sung. Haley's song at the end, really nice moment as well between Haley and Nathan, and a great place to put it. Agreed. Background performer. I have one, but I don't know if they know they're a background performer. Okay. Because it's someone in the mall. Okay. So when. Um, we're looking at Peyton and Haley. There's a lady, I think, with her daughter or like a friend in the background who's looking at a red jumper for like $5 or something like that. Okay. And she picks it out. She's having a look at it. And to me, I don't think she knows she's in it. So I really hope she doesn't. And she's not actually a background performer. She's just like a random and actually shopping in this mall. But if she is a background performer, great. She did a great job. I'm going to pick her. And imagine if she doesn't know... It, and she's been talked about on a podcast <laughs> in the UK. Yeah, like 17 years later. Yeah, <laughs> love that. I didn't actually notice anybody. Um, let me try to think. I don't know, yeah. I, There's quite a few people in Karen's... What about the people that get up and leave and they're like, she's like, Jake, go and clean that table. Yeah. Go with them. I'll take that. Because <laughs> they, were, they were in contention. Yeah, okay. I'll take them. They left a dirty plate. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Favourite line of the episode? I actually think Lucas's line right at the beginning when she says, uh, when he says to Karen, Dan does one good thing and he's kind of, everything's all forgiven. Lu- um, Lucas. Keith does one bad thing and he's you know, public enemy number one sort of thing. Mm. I can't remember the exact line, but it's that line right at the beginning in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, it was a powerful kind of statement and it made yeah. a really good point. Stan has been a piece of shit for 18 years. Yeah. And he's done one thing. Okay, fine. It saved my life, but it suddenly made him like a god. 
I need a doctor here. Yeah. <laughs> Who's my son? <laughs> um, and Keith has made one, you know, pretty vital mistake. And it wasn't, you know, an accident. It was an error of judgment, you know, in driving. And now he's suddenly, you know, you're making him lose his business, Karen. Yeah. So, yeah. But I just like that line. That line was a good line. Did and you have a favourite line? It's also intent. He didn't have any bad intentions. He wasn't trying to, but yeah. Uh, my favourite line was one we didn't talk about. Ooh. Your mother's on crack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might have even written that down. <laughs> Your mother is on crack. Your mother's on crack. She changed the locks to my house. <laughs> I actually wrote it down. <laughs> that just made me laugh. That's a definite, definitely up there. It kind of just like pricked my ears. Like, what? <laughs> Your mother's on crack. Okay. And then the precious, precious rating should we do it on three did you have a number when you were watching it uh yeah do you have an, the same number now i'm conflicted of pushing it one up or one down one up okay so you're at a base level so let me i'll guess don't say your base level is you're at a six and you're thinking of pushing it to a seven correct i was thinking six because of whatever but the more we talk about it the more i think oh maybe it's a seven because there's some really good moments isn't there it's really nice moments particularly nathan and Haley, well, and karen was again really good so um what do you feel more comfortable with i think now we've discussed it for an hour and a half or whatever i'm gonna go with seven okay what are you going with i'll agree with you on seven should we call it a seven? What were you, were you going to say six? Wait, no, but I just want to just clarify. Are we agreeing it as a seven? No. Why not? What were you going to say originally? Were you going to say six as well? No, I'm going to say seven. But okay. are we agreed? Can we agree a seven? Can we cement that in? Yeah. Okay. Let's agree seven. Seven agreed. Air shake. Yeah. Air shake. I was thinking five. Oh yeah. Wow. I was thinking five when watching it. Um. But I don't want the average to go down. <laughs> so you're just thinking about averages now. You are Dan Scott. <laughs> I was thinking... Oh, when I was watching it, I was thinking this episode's really like... Not a lot's going on. It's just a six, isn't it? I, I, was I don't th- think it was as bad as a five. No, I know. And then towards the end, when we get the climax with Brooke and Haley, I was like, oh, this is really good. Um, Brooke and Peyton. Sorry, Brooke and Peyton, yeah. Um... And doesn't I thought, even know the characters of the show he loves just <laughs> so I thought yeah this is a six um, but I think I also get conflicted because I don't like the content like as in I don't like watching I don't like this triangle yeah the the Lucas Brook and Peyton I really don't like it yeah it's one of my least favourite parts of the show right like overall I don't like it uh, partly because I just don't like seeing it, you know, but I just, yeah. And I, I missed basketball. Yeah, there's no basketball. Yeah, but... Um, so why don't we why don't we agree at six then? Because we already agreed it at seven. Just for okay. an average though. Because, because... But you you were thinking five before. I was originally thinking six, kind of upgraded to seven, but that's based on talking about it with you. But you, I don't think you're convinced on your seven. You're doing it literally for a number. Well, I want to be honest, but if we're being honest, then we've got to change the pilot. 
No. You can't. The pilot. The pilot is, was a six. The pilot and this episode are not the same. The pilot is much better than this. But episode. at the time, for me, it was a six. I'm not changing. I'm not changing any of the previous ones. We did that once before. Yeah, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so stubborn on this? <laughs> I, look, do you want to make this a six or a seven? Are you going to make the pilot a seven? No. Why? <laughs> why why not it's so far ago like long ago now can you not go back and you know resolve errors and mistakes my errors and mistakes yeah why are your errors and mistakes <laughs> i thought it was an eight i think dom i think we should if we could make that one a seven i'm happy to make this one a six because then we've got I don't consistent like this bargaining. ratings i don't like this bargaining then we've got consistent ratings because if otherwise, then we've got to make this. Because I think if we make this a seven, are we doing? Makes... Are we doing an injustice to One Tree Hill if we make this a seven? Because it probably wasn't a seven. But the pilot wasn't a six. That's what I'm saying. The pilot was a seven. So why don't we make the pilot a seven and make this a six, and then everything balances how it's supposed to. Okay, if we change this episode rating, if we change pilot episode to a seven, and this becomes a six, yeah, can I have an asterisk? Why? To say that I was willing to, to go back 15 episodes and change a rating that I, I'm still not entirely comfortable with changing. Why? No, well, you have to, to... To accommodate you. I have an asterisk. So what you can... I can get rid of my asterisk if you want. To make one... A, so to that, make episode one a seven. Yeah. And then I'm, this is a six. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. Okay, let's do that then. <laughs> that means... That means no asterisks at the moment. Okay. And it means that Pilot is being retconned to a seven, and this is a six. I think that's a fair representation. I mean, the Pilot was better than... This episode. And Dead Body Adventure episode. Like, the, the, as, as those three. You know, Dead Body Adventure was just, like, was just completely pointless. So, um, but we gave that... An eight. An eight, yeah. yeah. So... Okay, I'm willing to give the pilot a six, a, uh, seven. a seven. This episode a six, yeah. and we lose your little star above that you're holding above me. On episode twelve. On episode twelve. Okay. Deal. Agreed. Concrete. Concrete. Like titanium. Yeah, baby. Okay. Deal. Done. Agreed. Agreed. So sold. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell someone that loves One Tree Hill, tell someone that hates One Tree Hill, and we'll convert them to being a lover. Dom, people can hit us up on social media. They can, at Ravens Podcast on Instagram. Please send Simon uh, messages, pictures, like our pictures. Um, please do uh, rate us and review us. It really does help other people find our podcast and give them an opportunity to listen and make their own judgments. And you can hit us up on email. Our email address is the mighty nineties, nineties in nine zero s, the mighty nineties podcast at gmail.com. In the description of this podcast, you will find a link to our merchandise store. We have new mighty nineties hoodies on there, Ravens hoodies on there. Uh, we just tidied them up and changed some of the designs so uh, we're really proud of them I think they're really cool we also have Deb's Den and 
uh, high flyers, which are the lines that profits will go to charity. So check those out as well. And thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support. Thank you so much. We look forward to uh, hearing from you and then recording the next episode. So the next one will be episode 16. Yes. And our bonus episode, bonus episode four. So that's also to say we have we did our bonus episode, our third bonus episode, which was about the Mark Schwann stuff, which is a pretty heavy one. Um, pretty serious, very serious subject matter, and we were very serious in it. But uh, if you want to listen to that and any of our other bonus content, it's on our Patreon. Check that out. Ravens on free. You count or I count? I'm going to count this time. Okay. How do you want me to do it? Well, I want you to be all in. Like, like as if we're about to win the game, or like, like as in, you want like, me to do it angry? You want we, me to no, do we it need like... this to win the game. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Getting big in my chair. Yep. He's ready. Oh, but the preparation is insane. Let's get it. Right. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens!